Ladies and gentlemen, episode 13, Trust the Project podcast. As usual, I'm your host, The Project, Thomas Brewington, and we are just 13 hours removed from an amazing SummerSlam weekend, including NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 this past Saturday, a fantastic SummerSlam 2018 last night. And ladies and gentlemen, I am honestly proud to say I am proud to be involved in a professional wrestling business. Professional wrestling is at a peak. Professional wrestling is the best it has ever been. In this episode, we take a look at somebody who is just getting their career started in professional wrestling. He's an independent wrestler from the United Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, here's an interview with Jay Skies. Ladies and gentlemen, Trust the Project, episode 13. I am your host as usual, Project Brewington, and I'm joined at this time by my guests, an upstart independent wrestler from the United Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jay Skies. Jay, how are you? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Long weekend of uh, professional wrestling, the wrestles. Doing the wrestles. <laughs> Doing the wrestles. I'm I'm glad to be home and relaxing. And uh, I know the feels. This this isn't about me. I'm very very curious, very interested, and I'm sure others will be to hear the upstarts of a uh, of a young a young guy in the business because it's it's been eight years for me. So like it's it's very hard for me to be able to relate now. And it's a completely different era than when I first started. And it's got to be different, you know, between America and the United Kingdom. So I'm very, I'm very excited for this podcast. Dude, I cannot wait for this to get going. <laughs> All right. So, so first things first, Jay, yeah. tell us about yourself. Who, who is Jay Skies? Jay Skies is a 26-year-old now guy living in the United Kingdom. Uh, about how long? How long has it been since I met you? Uh, what is this? Twenty eighteen. So let's let's go about thirteen years. About thirteen years sounds about right. God, we're old. Jeez. Yeah. So I've been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, you probably haven't told most of your uh, ah, E-Feds, fantastic the, uh, the land of E-Feds <laughs> where it all began I, I expected it <laughs> this had to come up <laughs> so uh, oh, this was this was pretty much, I met you pretty much straight out the gate so this was about 13 years ago yeah, 13, 13 is right do it, doing the maths, about 13 I uh, I used to. Oh, my uh, my parents to this day still don't know this. But every time <laughs> I was going to my grandparents, I'd say I was uh, going over to do my homework. Which, which, <laughs> sorry, um, if you're listening, but uh, I wasn't. I. <laughs> oh God, MSN Messenger. I, this was back oh my when God. There was a little thing called MSN. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I used to go around and then essentially just talk on wrestling forums 
And that was all I would do from the moment I got back from school until the moment I went to sleep, pretty much. Um, and through that, yes. I met a guy. Mr. Dace Destiny, how me. are you if you're listening? Uh, Dave, your name is Dace. <laughs> he's in my life, so he's doing pretty terrible. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so I met him. And we got, actually, no, 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 I tell a lie. I met uh, We got, I think it was one of those, you know, one of those crappy little chat boxes, wrestling forum in here. Oh, I remember those. Those crappy ones? those awful things so uh i began talking to dace in one of those i think and i think we got chatting on there and then from there i became kind of well a lot better friends with dace than blake but one day blake popped up and was just like so there's this thing called an internet (laughs) and it sounded like a grand idea uh, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like, I feel like, like e-feds are a lost art I, I think in we 2018, might... but like, <laughs> yeah, good. What, what is I, an I, e-fed? I think so. <laughs> so an e-fed, for all intents and purposes, is pretty much a wrestling promotion, except <laughs> without the wrestling. <laughs> uh, so it was going into the match. You'd write a role play, like get all creative writing going. And then whoever wrote the best role play would be judged by the owner of the federation. And that would be the winner. And that would be how the winners were decided. Uh, but it, it gave me a taste for wrestling. Not, not to a great extent, but you got a... I got a feeling for how it, how I wanted to go. It does. It it gets the creative juices going, and it gives you an idea of like a character to be. Yeah, yeah, and that's why. Well, since then, I've kind of always had that character down. Well, I say that it's obviously now manifested into Jay Skies, but Jay Skies is very much what Jamie Wilmot always was. On <laughs> that's that's the way it should be. They say that a lot of times the best professional wrestling characters, the best guys that you see on screen, are literally the same person, you know, portraying these characters just with the volume cranked all the way up. Yeah, as, as of this moment in time, it's essentially, I was going to say me turned up to 11, but it's me being a prick, which is <laughs> me being me. Uh, <laughs> so, that's that's how but, uh, you that's how you so first got introduced to to wrestling properly, I guess you can say, right? Uh, yeah, like I I'd, I'd always watched it, but that was my first getting like, involved, deeply in invested into it. Yeah, yeah, and like getting the feel for what it would be like to be a wrestler. So uh, fast forward. to efeds and oh oh, my God, oh I still no remember the name to the day wwe havoc <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so that, I, I, I remember that was the place me and yourself met 
And uh, I I remember very clearly back then <laughs> you were you were pretty much one of like the top guys there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just to, you know, just get that little bit. Of, I need it. I need it. <laughs> put you over. Put you over a little bit on your podcast. Um, <laughs> and I was very much an annoying no, child, <laughs> wanting to be noticed by Not anything wrong. and Hasn't everything. changed at all. Especially anyone that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> wow and that's the end of the podcast <laughs> but I, I remember pretty much probably every single role play being like Tommy read it Tommy read it Tommy can you read this Tommy can you check this <laughs> and uh, from there it every time turned into wrestling videos I mean I, I, I love doing it Tommy... though because like like back then when it was just writing I loved seeing how much you were progressing as a writer. And now, you know, seeing you start your professional wrestling career, I love seeing how much you're growing, how much you're learning. Because like I told you before, you know, I, I try to see everything. I try to think of every possible, you know, situation. And seeing you be able to adapt to the situations that you've been thrown into, which we're going to get into later. But like seeing you be able to do things like that and adapt and grow so young. Like, yeah. there's a sense of pride, you know? Like, I love seeing that. Well, it's, it's like... It's <laughs> since like the plants were seeded. Like you've been there since the start, since the plant... Well, the plants, the seeds were planted. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> Them Englishes. Uh, <laughs> so... I told you we're going to have to keep stopping me going off on these tangents. I'm going to get through the story eventually. So, so we've met. Um, no, where were we? So, we. I think we continued from there. I think. I think to start <laughs> off with. You were, you were probably a little bit sick of me. <laughs> not like you said, not much changes. But uh, no, as it as it went on. I think I kind of reached uh-huh. a peak with that. Like I got to the peak of like my writing ability, and that very much stunted like my love for it because I did love it one, like once upon a time. But it, I mean, there was multiple things. Like it's very absolutely. Clicky. It's it's very much like who you know. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It just, I, I just kind of reached a peak of feeling like I wanted to be a wrestler, but that wasn't helping me. That was only taking me to a certain point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's yeah, it's absolutely fine. So <laughs> e-fetting was I've the start. You you had your love for professional wrestling. You know grow through there you said you reached a point so now yeah. let's fast forward a little bit to you becoming an adult absolutely now you've gotten into other you know physical sports like didn't you do uh mma for a little bit uh very very briefly i never never got into any or never had any fights um i had about a month, month and a half of training, so it wasn't, wasn't too much. That, that, but that was kind of a another situation where 
I began it, but the love wasn't there for it. I very much wanted to do something like it was suggested yeah. to me because, yeah. oh, as you're aware, a little bit of a hothead. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so, well, I, I played for, a little for bit those of football. Listeners, not, when he says I'm football, he means what we call soccer uh, because we're and then all just savages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean the real, the real football. Uh, yeah, um, so I, I started it, I began training, it got to about a month and a half in, and unless I really love something, I'm just, I I am genu- generally completely so, unmotivated. W- with that being said, <laughs> I have to really want something. To- when it came to professional wrestling, which you, you started training, what, six months ago or so? Probably less than that. It was probably less than that, but, um, sorry about that. Apparently, uh, using the anchor app, we only have 15 minutes of recording per segment. Didn't know that. My apologies. (laughs) So as I was saying, you started training probably less than what? Six months ago. Yes. Probably about five, five and a half months. So how has your love, like you, you, you said that. You have to really love something to be fully motivated and fully dedicated to it. Absolutely. Do you, like feel, when... do you feel like professional wrestling has has always been your love and that's what you needed to begin with? Like, tell, tell me about the steps that you've taken so far to go through training and where you are right now. Uh, absolutely. It's completely changed my life. Um, so I'll rewind back a bit. I'll, I'll, I'll go about two years ago. Um, obviously like I, I've known a few guys who have made the transition from when we used to ether such as yourself um, a guy Tim Lennon I think he wrestles with Tim Lennox uh, um, Tim, Tim Lennox sounds about right yeah, yeah if I'm correct <laughs> um, so I saw I began seeing that like a few of the old people from back then I began to seeing them wrestling and in the back of my head, like way back in the back of my head, I was like, well, I-, I could get into this. <laughs> I had no idea how, where I was going, where I was going to go with it. Um, and then I think, I, I think I got very, very drunk one night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I think I rang you quite emotional about how this is what I needed in my life about how it was going to fix all my problems and it was going to make everything okay. And then I think I woke up and that was that. Um, I think that was the last, I think you, you kept badgering me to, to back up my words. But <laughs> I, two years ago, I was a very, very different person. I was, I don't want to say shy, but very reserved. Um, so fast forward about a, well, this would be about a year and a half to about six months ago when I got very, very, very drunk again. We're seeing a, a pattern, a yeah, clear pattern. Yeah, a pattern is emerging here. Um, so I woke up in the morning after that and had a gent by the name of Pete Staniforth. Am I saying his name correctly? 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, a gent who's wrestled over here in the UK. Um, he, her, well, he was messaging me. I woke up and I was, at first, I had no recollection of what had gone on. Uh, <laughs> and then I read back some messages that we were in a group chat with him, apparently. Uh, but from there, I, t- I thought, like, this seems as good an opportunity as I'm ever going to get. <laughs> <laughs> and he then added me into a group chat with a gent called Terry Thatcher, who works for the training school, um, also known as Wrestling Academy. He works in the London branch. And okay. he then gave me the number of my trainer, um, Leighton Cole, um, who I then spent about a week deliberating on whether I had the bottle to do it. <laughs> and I was literally... So I went to a supermarket because I needed to get some earphones because my earphones at the time, you could not hear shit. Um, <laughs> so I went there, bought them, and then literally sat in my car, just like pondering, like, this was going to be the moment that I was going to ring him. And I was just sat there in dead silence. Um, so I was texting my best friend, Stacy, who's actually in the house right now, I believe, um, who I now live with. And she was literally... Just go into town, like, just fucking do it, you pussy, essentially. <laughs> um, we all need the, that friend that yeah. kicks you in the ass and gives you well, that extra motivation. Because now you have to prove not only yourself right or yourself wrong, but you have to prove them wrong as well. If it wasn't for those texts, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him a ring, and... I, pr- I probably wasn't far off uh, what we said at the start. I want to do the wrestles. <laughs> it, uh, and then I think I was like, I just want to like start training, blah blah blah. And then the call cut out, and I was like, oh shit! I was like, he's just about a half a minute phone call, and he's been like, nah. <laughs> and uh, luckily, he called back straight after, and about well, the next week. I showed up to my first training session, and it's it's just I have my weaknesses. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Um, but I do like you'll you'll be you understand how I'm quite hard on myself. <laughs> absolutely, um, I I am my biggest critic myself, so I uh, absolutely understand. So, yeah, so I do find it hard to big myself up in certain ways but I do fully believe in myself as far as wrestling is concerned I do think for, I've been doing it like, like I've said five five and a half months and it's been going strength to strength and luckily the promotion that I or the uh, training that I go to ASWA is partnered with a promotion called Slam Wrestling which is the promotion that I've been wrestling for for the past oh I, it's about four weeks in I have my first share which is crazy to think about <laughs> it's absolutely crazy because here in America you know we we take these kids we train them sometimes for upwards towards one to two years like me personally I was trained for two years uh, before I got my first official match and 
like it's it's amazing to see the changes that professional wrestling has made because so many so many kids now pick up on it so easily so many kids now you know have the drive and the motivation and i think a huge factor of that is the age of the internet like the internet social media has made it incredibly easy to you know learn online outlook online because you're not you're not always going to be able to get all of your training right then and there. Sometimes you need, you know, to go out on the road to learn more. Like you can learn your bumps, you can learn your 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 skill set, your basic skill set. But then you have all the other intangibles that you learn on the road. And I think that's that's the perfect case with you because while you're still going to training, you know, you're constantly learning more when you go to these shows. You're you're absorbing everything. Yeah, absolutely. So can you can you tell me what your because I've seen the video? Can you tell me what it was like for you in your first ever match? <laughs> uh, so my first ever match. So yeah, what was what was your first professional wrestling match like? What do you remember the finest details like I do? <laughs> yep. Could, it was a very, very quick affair. <laughs> um, so my first match was a Rumble match. Um, like a Battle Royale? Uh, uh, it, was, it was Rumble format, so two people started. Every minute or so, someone else would enter. Okay. Um, so this is in a place called Melton Mowbray. It's, uh, we were at a festival, and... <clears throat> So I'm just, there's, I'm, nobody's said much to me before the match. Um, I'm literally just stood there. I'm just pacing back and forth. I've been told that I'm going to be in it, but I had absolutely no idea what was going on. <laughs> um, so I'm, I just stood talking to someone and then I just got a tap on the shoulder and got told, you're next. And quite possibly... The most terrified I've been in my life. <laughs> um, so I'm about to, I'm about to make my well, make my entrance. The countdown's going. I'm literally still like in this situation, the shyest kid you're gonna meet. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm like looking around like oh shit, like what what am I doing? What do I need? <laughs> this guy just that's uh, another one of the guys who trains me, JT, just looks at me and goes take your shirt off. And I was like, what? <laughs> he goes, you, you, you need to look like a wrestler. Take your shirt off. And I was like, oh, shit. So off that comes as I'm sprinting down to the ring. Um, make my way straight down. And then I'm in the ring. But from that moment, and it's kind of been that way ever since, once I'm out in front of the crowd, that like the nerves are gone. It's quite, it's quite strange, but like as soon as I was in the ring, it's just like dead focus. Uh, you you gain a sense of, uh, I don't want to say tunnel vision, but that's that's kind of what it's like. You, you're yeah. focused on your job there. You know, the crowd is just it's just a crowd at that point. Sometimes they become blurs of faces. Yeah, but especially like, especially in my first match, like I'm very like at that point. Like this, this was a mistake. But at that point, it's my first ever match, so I wasn't even really thinking about the crowd. I was just like in the ring, 
go for someone. So I went straight over to uh, Leighton Cole, uh, my trainer. <laughs> and <clears throat> we we have a bit of a back and forth. Um, and then he lays me out with a punch, I believe. And then as I'm getting up, over he goes as I throw him. And I, I to this moment, that moment was just all a blur because that was like the first real thing I ever did in a match. <laughs> and it was eliminate my head trainer. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, well, shit. <laughs> he immediately gave uh, you the rub and now your ego grows. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not quite. Not quite. Um, especially by what followed, which knocked me straight back down, which is when I jumped up to the second rope. <laughs> to give it the big in and off I fell onto my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. But uh, at the same point in time, you know, <laughs> wrestling is all about highs and lows. And <laughs> I, I will, I will give you <laughs> all the credit <laughs> in the world. It was your very first match. You had a huge moment. At least it happened in the very first match and you could put it all behind. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I turned around Got laid out with another punch, and then uh, in came uh, another lad that I train with. He's, he's taught me a ridiculous amount, to be fair to him. I think he's only been wrestling for about a year and a half, but he's he's crazy good. He uh, he came in, starts stomping me, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he was just trying not to piss himself as he was throwing me over the top rope. <laughs> and I was just like, "Yep, yeah, it's my time. I'm off now. Up over the top rope." It, it could have been worse. You could have uh, managed to eliminate yourself. I, I mean, forward. I mean, after the fall, it was it was a thought, but <laughs> just nope. That's it. I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my moment. But yeah, so that was that was my first ever experience in front of a crowd in a match. Now, how did you feel after? Like, in all honesty, because obviously, you know, during it. You you have the adrenaline going, a little bit of nerves, probably in your case, a lot of nerves, as you just said. What what about the the aftermath of that match? What what happened then, <laughs> dude? I've just been thrown over the top rope, and I'm walking off like I'm Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Like, <laughs> I I genuinely felt like this was the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. It, it's a hard thing to explain because uh, it, re- it really is a hard thing to explain because I've come off this, I was probably in the ring for about a minute, but I've never felt like I did in that moment. It, it, it genuinely was amazing. <laughs> so now let's fast forward once again. You know, now you have, you have a few matches under your belt. What has changed from that first match to this point now? What are you doing differently? What are you? What have you learned that you've implemented into the matches you've had afterwards? I'd say the main, the main number one thing that got drilled into me is to slow the fuck down. <laughs> um. Like, going in, like, my first couple of matches, everything that I was doing was just, like, 
bang, bang, bang. Like I wasn't giving a chance for the crowd to take anything in. So you were just going through, going through the motions of the spots. Yeah, literally. Just trying to make sure you, uh, trying to make sure you hit them all, but you didn't give enough time to, to let everything register. Oh, absolutely. Like my, that's just, that's that's been the number one thing for me because I was in a match actually, um, with another girl I train with. That I keep saying people I train with is because that's who I also wrestle with, <laughs> um, and. We started off the match, and we got about, like, just a couple of lockups, grab her hair, throw her down, and then the ref just came over to me and goes, Stacy says slow the fuck down. <laughs> uh, so it's, that's, been, that's been drilled into me at this point. But it's just a lot as well. My confidence has grown tenfold. <laughs> um, my first... We'd, we've been doing shows every Tuesday at a place in Breen in the UK called The Seagull. And these were the first one, like my first real shows, I guess you could say. Um, and the first one that I wrestled at, I was literally like, before I went out the curtain, I was just pacing back and forward, dead silence, um, not saying a word to anyone. And now, before a match, I can just be having a conversation. My musical hit, <laughs> and I'm just still stood there, just having a conversation. <laughs> um, so it's it, the nerves have been settled a lot, and that helps a lot as well because a crowd knows if you're nervous. They, Absolutely, they have they, this weird, this weird ability to be like sharks and smell blood <laughs> in the water. Yeah, they they know. I mean, I've been. I guess my crowds have been a bit easier because quite a lot of them have been uh, mostly kids. So it's, it's a better way to ease in, I guess. Okay. Um, but like, it's, it's obvious when you don't believe yourself, if that makes sense. They like, if you don't, if I go into that ring as Jamie Wilmot, just the guy from down the road, like that, it's obvious. Okay. Which is where I've managed to make that change. Like, I feel like it's kind of like just a switch in my head. Like, once I'm out the curtain, it's like, now it's Jay Skies. And, like, it's like a switch in my head. And once that switch is on, the that's where the confidence just suddenly comes from. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to take a quick break. Word from our sponsors, and then we're going to get into the name J Skies, where it comes from, who you are, and uh, we're going to learn a lot more about you. Hey guys, The Project here, here with an important reminder. If you are in need of any graphic needs, whether it be posters, brand new gear designs, or anything of the sort, please visit facebook.com slash IndieCardMedia, your one-stop shop for your graphic needs. Make sure you message Eric Emanon, that's E-M-A-N-N-O-N, and get started today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Trust the podcast. Uh, trust the podcast. Wow. Trust the project <laughs> podcast. Episode 13. We're here with Jay Skies. 
and he just told about it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, everybody gets one. <laughs> uh, he just told us about his first match, what he's done to grow as a professional wrestler. And now I want to know what's behind the name. So obviously, you just made the transition into being Jay Skies. Was your first match as Jay Skies, or who who were you? Um, my first match actually. I didn't have a name. <laughs> my uh, my first show, I I had no name whatsoever. Um, I was just a quick run into the rumble, and that was about it. My first uh, my first name that I got, uh, I believe the first time I was announced was as C J Johnson. C J Johnson. Now, in in the thirteen years that I've known you. <laughs> you uh you don't strike me as a CJ Johnson. Where where did where did that name come from? I feel like I could get in a bit of trouble for explaining this one. <laughs> <laughs> well so, let's let's not get you any heat, but let's uh <laughs> let's figure it out. <laughs> so um from what I from what's been explained to me and from what I understand, it is uh two names that were merged from two separate wrestlers who ditched the promotion that I currently work for, uh, or currently wrestle for, and oh, left, left them in the shit, I believe. And so it was too... I think it was kind of just a screw you to them. <laughs> and now I feel... I don't know. Like that, that, that's all that's been explained to me of that name. Um, the first, I wasn't told when I, the first time that I came out that I was going to be announced as that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had no knowledge of it whatsoever. So um, try not to blame me, uh, wrong guy. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was about to say I'm pretty sure the two guys that uh, the names after are bigger than me, but that, that covers most people, to be fair, right now. <laughs> so so obviously you're no longer cj johnson no thankfully not thankfully not <laughs> <laughs> so when when did you become j skies um so as you know i've always had a very clear vision that i wanted jh wilmot which is my name okay um i felt like I felt like that would be my best chance of working as a character. Um, uh, like, as we've discussed, like, myself turned to 100. Um, but the more I talked to my trainers, they just were kind of like, he just sounds like a gentleman. <laughs> they were like, he, he doesn't sound like a wrestler. Um, no, I, I, I think I could... <sighs> See, that was always what I had in my mind, and I never wanted anything else. Um, and which is, is then when I came to you, and I believe my phrasing, I was like, I need a wrestler name. And you were like, well, what the fuck is a wrestler name? <laughs> because anything, any, any name can be a wrestler name. Like, look at what we've had over the years. We've had guys like Fantasio. We've had guys, you know, just... Conan doesn't sound like a wrestler name. Max Moon doesn't sound like a wrestler <laughs> name. Very true. So it, when you came to me and you asked me, like, 
obviously you wanted to use your name. My my real name, Thomas Brewington, does not sound like a wrestler's name at all. Yeah. But at that same point in time, you know, you can make a name for yourself doing anything that you want. You can make a name for yourself, you know, by being the best at what you can do. So it yeah. was slightly off-putting of being asked for uh, asked for a wrestler's name because you know I, I think a name is just skin deep. A name is a name. It's it's what you do behind the name that matters. What you make of it. Yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. Um, but I feel ever since we had that chat and. Oh, I should probably explain that chat. So when I came to you and you began, I think you listed off like a couple and I was, I was like, it doesn't really suit. And then you said J Skies. And as soon as you said J Skies, in my head, the, the, uh, the catchy line, Sky's the Limit, hit me. And I was like, this works. <laughs> um, and it's gone, it's gone from there, really. So now, as J Skies, have you have you gotten to perform as J Skies yet? Um, I've got to perform as J Sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can't get it right first time. Um, so yeah, um, the first or my main debut as J Skies is going to come on the thirtieth at. One of our biggest shows of the year. Okay, so now, now with that being said, it's the biggest. It's one of your biggest shows of the year. Do you feel, as a young wrestler, again, less than six months in, do you feel like you have been thrown to the sharks and basically, you know, left to fight or flight? Uh, that that notion. Um, to a degree, but. Like, in saying that, I don't want to put a negative spin on that because that's what's helped me do as well as I have done. Um, if they'd have eased me into it, I think I would have kept my generally, like, calm, um, like, shy demeanor. Whereas literally just being told, you're going out there, that's, it's done wonders for me. <laughs> So now with with the beginning of your career, what do you honestly, like short term, what do you see yourself accomplishing? What do you want to knock out as a goal short term? Um, short term, well, my, my sights are firmly set on the 30th. That is going to be one of the biggest nights not just so far but going forward that's going to be one of the biggest nights for me as a professional wrestler or a trainee professional wrestler um it for me personally it's going to be one of the biggest nights of my life um i know like with quite a lot of the stuff that i've dealt with I never thought I would get to this point. 
Um, so it's this for me is that like the the 30th is I don't want to say it's not it for me like I have so much more that I want to do so much more that I'm going to do but the 30th is the big that's the big one for me right now so you mentioned with of all the things you've gone through, what what are some of the things that you've gone through uh, that have shaped you and molded you to get you to where you are right now? What what are some of the things that you've overcome? Um. Well, this this is going to be an interesting one to be fair because I haven't really. There, like there are people that know how I felt at times, but even to like some of my family, this is. Like I don't, I'm not a very talky person. Um, like I tend to shut myself away, and that's that's kind of been one of the big things that I've had to overcome. Um, is that I can't just lock myself away. Um, that's what I always done. Um, that, that's why you've you've seen me go through so much of that because. Yeah. I've locked, like, I lock myself away, which means, for example, you're, like, you're there for me because I don't allow people, like, into that room. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I went, like, I've been through periods of time, I've, no, like, a a big, a biggish one has been drink. I've never continually drank it's not been that kind of a problem it's more if something went wrong my instant reaction is alcohol <laughs> uh, it... It... Ah. <laughs> just take your time it's your story it's this is a hard one to talk about. Um, that that was just always my go-to. I didn't talk to people. I didn't let people into my life for a very long time. I very much just began going through the motions in my life. I go to I'd wake up, go to work, come back from work, lock myself in the room, sleep, wake up, go to work, come back, lock myself in the room. <laughs> Um, um, so there was a there was a lot of repetition, and it almost became a a a pattern of behavior. Absolutely, and then I I think there was a couple of times when I feel like I let like I let that guard down, and kind of got burnt for it, and that's why then it becomes such a such a pattern and why I couldn't get past it for the longest time. Okay. Now, with with issues dealing with, uh, I don't want to call it alcoholism because that's, yeah, you know, no, that's, that's, a, that's a completely different, different route there. Yeah, yeah. But with situations like that where you have, you know, closed yourself away from the world, what has been 
the way that you have been able to cope like when you when you finally said all right this is enough i I need to i need to do something about this what what have you done there um to be honest i didn't say it someone else did (laughs) um my best friend stacy who like i said i live with um one day she essentially um told me this is like this is it you're getting help (laughs) and i actually refused the help like she set it all up and i refused it um and i I don't think she's ever been as mad as me as she was then (laughs) (laughs) and that definitely kicked me up the ass um and then through that, I think it coincided with some time off work. And the way I wasn't like ungrateful for help in the slightest. That wasn't why I refused it. Um, it was very much a, a, I felt like I wouldn't have beaten it if I got help, which I don't, looking back, I don't agree with that sentiment. You should, if, if there's help on offer, you should get it. <laughs> like there's no reason to be ashamed of that. But at the time, my mindset was, I, I want to beat it on my own. Which, again, that statement I don't agree with because I didn't beat it on my own. My friends helped me beat it. <laughs> we always, we all need help, you know. We, we can never fully do something on our own. There's always going to be some factors, you know, whether whether fully acknowledged or not, whether fully known or not, there's always going to be somebody there in your corner. There's always going to be some aspect of life to help you get over, you know, your current hump, your current situation. Absolutely. And I wouldn't be in this, or I wouldn't be at where I am in my life now, both inside and outside of wrestling. Um, if it wasn't for those friends pushing me, if it wasn't for Stacey, especially, literally forcing me <laughs> and I can, I, li- <sighs> as you can see I suck at talking about this <laughs> it's, it's perfectly fine like I said it's it's your story my friend so from there you've obviously overcome you have, you, like I said, I've known you 13 years. I've never seen you more dedicated. I've never seen you more passionate about something. And you have become the prototypical learning student. I, I love hearing about, you know, what you're learning. I love seeing what you're learning and your, your accomplishments in, in honing your craft. So what about training has made you you know, double down on it. What, what about the training you're getting, the experiences that you're having that have reinforced your passion for professional wrestling? Well, I could not have asked for a better place to train. Um, from the first session I went, it was, there was no easing into it. <laughs> um, it was literally just like in the ring, bump, bump bump um and it's that it's been that 
thrown like you like you said like thrown in the deep end. That's that's what did it for me. And then, and then from there, getting to know the people that I'm wrestling with and working with them, not and not just in the ring. Then the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the camaraderie, uh, the brotherhood that you that you've grown with them. That's essentially it. Like like for example, my um. My uh, page, facebook.com slash official cheap plug. Um, <laughs> there's, my, there's my one for podcast. Um, they were made by Sean Rubin, who I've mentioned before. Um, he's a guy who is extremely talented. Um, he doesn't just wrestle either. He, he also boxes. I, I, I don't understand how you can juggle more than one, but he does it. Um, <laughs> and... I literally, I drove him back from a show and then just as I pulled up home, he just randomly sent me it. And I, I was like, I was like, oh, do you mind if I use that for my page? And he was like, well, that's why I made it. <laughs> and I, that, like, just somebody without me even asking or mentioning anything, just doing things that want to help me, especially when going into this, I'd been told about quite a lot of bad things about the wrestling business about how everyone just wants to hold you down and I'm sure I'll experience that at some point <laughs> I'm sure I will but at this point every single person that I'm meeting is just helping me to grow as a wrestler and that's something that I was not expecting I was expecting a lot of negativity a lot of like closed mindedness a lot of like closed doors but it's been the complete opposite for me If you guys like video games, if you guys like hearing loudmouths curse, swear, and play, you know, pretty fun games, go to twitch.tv slash jumpboostgaming and jump on in. Every Friday we play Fortnite, we throw a couple streams in there in between, all around a good time with some good brothers. Do yourself a favor, that's twitch.tv slash jumpboostgaming. The Brotherhood of Professional Wrestling you know, it's such a, 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 a strange art because as you said, there are so many people willing to help you. And I'm truthfully glad that you haven't come across any of those who only look to hold you down and look out for themselves or use you in any way. I, I love that that's, you know, going on with you. So with that being said, what are the long-term goals for J skies? What are, what are your, your absolute aspirations using this newfound brotherhood, using this, this newfound skill set in your life uh, as, an, as a professional wrestler, as an entertainer, what do you hope to achieve and accomplish? Oh, that's a hell of a question. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, right at this very moment in time, the main one in my head as crazy as it is, I mean, we're, like I said, we're six months in, but the dream at this moment in time is NXT UK. Um, I've chosen a very good, well, I didn't choose it, but I've got into wrestling at a very good time for British wrestling. Um, Absolutely. That's 
like originally it seemed such a such a far reach that I was ever gonna have a real like wrestling career because like don't get me wrong like there's a lot going on in British wrestling as it is but there until the like you got yeah United Kingdom tournament it was very much an indie scene over here and you know there there are some Brits that make the transformation over to American wrestling but that seems such a far grasp to me whereas now with the introduction of something like NXT UK that's that, that that's literally huge for British wrestling and that's made it such more a um, sorry much more a believable goal one day so like you mentioned NXT UK. There's also places like, you know, Progress, which is huge. Yeah, there's absolutely. ICW. Uh, there's the Rebirth of World of Sport. Uh, do you see any of those in your horizons in time? Absolutely. I would I would hope so. <laughs> any of those, don't get me wrong, like, I name-dropped NXT UK, but any of those would be, like, those would be beyond my wildest dreams. <laughs> like, what, just getting in a ring as it is right now, is further than I ever thought I would get. So, yeah. Who are some of your your inspirations in professional wrestling? Who are those that you look to model your career and your style after? Hmm. There's... See, I don't have the usual answer of, like, throwing out, like, WWE guys that I've like watch growing up because I don't I don't personally see myself as any of those as as a rest as a wrestler um how can I put this not in a wrestling sense but as in going into the business it, it's going to sound like ass kissing territory but yourself obviously oh gross that, like, yeah why would you do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you're you're the person I saw go into it that made me think, oh, I could actually like make that transformation and do it. Um, as far as actually like wrestling style, I don't I don't look not not that there would be anything wrong with it, but I don't look to model myself after anyone else if that makes sense. Um, there are the obvious like inspirations like I've always been a huge Eddie Guerrero fan um these days I'm a big Seth Rollins fan but with the exception of trying out a couple of their moves I don't look to model myself after anyone really it's it's always fun to borrow it's it's always yeah. fine to to you know take little bits and pieces of information and inspiration wherever you can well, like that's, it's at a point in wrestling where it's quite difficult to do something that's not being done. Um, and so, again, going back to Sean, it was something he said to me, which is taking things and putting that twist on it so that it becomes new to you. Absolutely. Um, and so that's that's kind of something I've took with me and I'm trying to, look at things that I want to do, but rather than then 
doing a carbon copy of it, looking to put that twist on it so that well, hopefully one day when I'm in a position that people know, well, if I get to a position where people know who I am, <laughs> <laughs> they won't look at the move and be like, oh, that's Seth Rollins' move. They'll be like, oh, that's Jay Skies' move. So now, Jay, uh, this is the time in a podcast where I ask you to uh, put over upcoming events, you know, your social media, you know, how, how can fans find you? Where can we find you? Let's have it. Okay, so obviously there's my Facebook page. Um, it's fairly new work in progress, facebook.com slash jskiesofficial. Um, how, do you, how do you spell skies, just for everybody? S-K-Y-E-S. There we go. Got to be that little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I have Instagram, which is... There's a lot of wrestling content on there, but that's under my real, ni- uh, my real name, sorry, J.H. Wilmot. I'm going to have to spell that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's J-A-Y-A-I-T-C-H-W-I-L-M-O-T. And that's about it for social media. The big event is the one that I've been talking about, well, the majority of this podcast, the 30th of August in Cannock near Birmingham. Start at 7 p.m. doors open. £10 a ticket. It's going to be my official debut for Slam Wrestling. And this is going to be the, one of the biggest nights of my life. <laughs> and what, what's, your, uh, what's your match on the 30th at Slam Wrestling? My match on the 30th? Oh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> so, as if a debut match wasn't high enough stakes, it will be a tag team title match where I'll be teaming with a women's wrestler from the Midlands, Athena Fiori. She's a great wrestler to take on the creatures. That's Lacey James and Ricky Riot. And that will be in a steel cage match. A steel cage. Oh, wow. Steel cage. Hell of a way to break me in. (laughs) (laughs) Or break you completely. (laughs) (laughs) That one too. That one too. (laughs) Well, Jay, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, telling your story, putting yourself over, putting me over, surprisingly. I, I appreciate you more than, more than life for that one. <laughs> but in all honesty, it's been an amazing time with you. I appreciate you so much, and I wish you the best of luck in your future. I am I, I'm truthfully excited for everything that the professional wrestling world holds for you. The world is your oyster. Little brother, please take it. Thank you so much, brother. I got this. <laughs> Guys, this was Jay Skies. I am The Project, and we'll catch you on the next one.